Welcome to Black Man in a White World, where we talk about me, a black man. In this crazy white world. Oh, we're going to get to that. See, I'm going to talk about arts and entertainment, but oh, we're going to touch on that too. Okay, go off. All right. Hey everybody, this is Mike. And his white roommate, Grant. And today we're going to talk about... Conspiracy theories. Ooh. And drinking the Kool-Aid, y'all. We got red Kool-Aid, grape Kool-Aid. Speaking of Kool-Aid, we're also going to be talking about a movie from the 90s called Juice. That gave us a real insight on what it's like to live a life of obligation. Mike, what are my obligations? To do this damn podcast. But I want to be here too. I bet you do. All right, let's go. Exciting things that we'll be announcing over the next... uh... Eight weeks, I would say. Things that nobody has even contemplated, thought about, thought possible. And things that we're going to get done. And we have gotten done. We started in most cases. But it's going to be a very exciting eight weeks. A uh, Eight weeks, like I, I think, Mike, we can honestly say nobody's ever going to see eight weeks like we're going to have. What? <laughs> going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> things that you've never even dreamed of things that exist on another plane outside of your plane of reality it's gonna be in eight weeks like eight weeks and never eight weeks before because (laughs) these eight weeks are not seven or nine weeks they're eight like (laughs) i sometimes i feel like he is like a genius because he definitely always got a's on his essays that he turned in like literally the morning of because he just could fill in the fucking blanks like he could get the 1500 word count yeah because he'd be like this essay is gonna be an essay like you never read before this essay is an essay that's never been essayed like any of the essays and the (laughs) teacher's like damn donald you really you really had some descriptive words in there yeah he talks like a kid who didn't do the reading but is just good enough at bullshitting that he can just just slip by you know in conclusion (laughs) in summation (laughs) yeah in summation as a conclusion i therefore concede my point is (laughs) yeah i i I feel like the whole point of why I wanted to share that with you is just because there's become this, I don't know if it's new, it's definitely not new, conspiracy theories and kind of just listening to uh, certain people who can put words together a certain way and making them the end all be all has been a thing around forever, but like it's gotten really intense lately and it's been really fucking with me. Like it's been messing up my whole mantra, my whole spirit. It's been how so hurt. I don't know. I just well, one when you listen to presidential uh, speeches or whatever that it was, was that if, a press conference? Press conference. It? Yeah, it sounds like that. So there's that. The highest office in the United States sounds like that. So then now you go to Facebook, you go to Instagram, you go to all these little places. It's supposed to just be us posting like little fake ass pictures of us going to Hawaii and shit, and you know, pretend like our life is perfect, but it actually sucks. Like you're supposed to have that. Now all those places have also turned into just like cesspools of stupidity mm. and conspiracy, and everybody is saying crazy shit. So yeah, like the memification of conspiracy theories has really like taken is off. Memification, a real word. Uh, it is now. It is now. Actually, I feel like it is a word. I've definitely heard it before. It probably is. You know what? If I saw it in a meme and I shared it on COVID-19 Truthers, the Facebook page. It's real. It's, that's fact. Yeah. Apparently, that's, apparently that's the rules now. 
you don't even have to like it doesn't have to be a credible source. It's like, nope, someone posted it in a blog that said that they were saying news and so it's it's true. Yeah. It's the same people who kept sending all those fucking chain letters when we were like on MySpace. Are yeah, the same if people you don't now send this to 12 up. people, you'll be killed by a demon girl <laughs> and uh, climbs out of your basement at night. They're probably still waiting for that demon girl to come into their house and get them. Like, little Tommy uh, died in his bedroom, and he says, if you don't send this survey with 32 questions out to all your family members in the next hour, he's going to come get you. Do you think they used like that like chain letters as like MK Ultra kind of style experiments where it's like what can we get people to like believe? And then once they got the data back, they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be lit! Like we're gonna we're, we we can just that take over." It's the like world. the old fashioned version of like uh, whatever you know, Russian conspiracy, China conspiracy, trying to get all information. Like this is before they could just scan our faces and shit on phones or have us look at it, do a, like a TikTok. Right. They were like, "Oh no, you gotta fill out the survey." So they would trick us into like telling them what like our favorite like ice cream topping was, and then they were like, "Now I know, now I know everything about you." <laughs> yeah, do you think that you. somebody had to read all of those <laughs> surveys that we posted on MySpace and then like be like, "I made a psycho pro- like profile of this person, and now I can market." you know, adds to them on Facebook. Yeah, now I know everything that they want to buy and what they're into. I will say, though, as people, we just get that information so willingly. Like, oh, you want to know about me? Oh, here's everything I think. Here's everything I love to buy. But I don't, I don't want to (laughs) know. I like literally, I don't want to know. And I I try my best to not become one of those people that's just completely jaded by the internet now and everything that I see uh, I get mad at and be like, oh, everybody's just talking about uh, politics and everybody's just complaining and I hate this and I want to just turn off. Like, no, I love social media. I love getting on like and posting things. Like, I have a fucking podcast. Like, yeah, I like the fucking attention. But <laughs> at the same time, like, pick a good conspiracy. Like, we've talked about, you know, the earth being flat before. And while that one is stupid... And completely not, not true for so many reasons. Also, it's like, what does it prove? But sorry. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> prove anything, but at least it's fun. At least it's like the earth might actually be a different shape than what people say. Like, okay, cool. I can fuck with that. That's like a cool science fiction, like fan fiction. Like, what if? You know? Cause yeah. Like Discworld. I don't know what Discworld is actually, but apparently there's a book by by Terry Pratchett called Discworld. And just is it about the earth disc. being flat? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> that's that's fake news. Yeah, so I, I think I always misunderstood because I don't think they actually mean completely flat. Like, I don't think they mean, like, it is, like, thin. They just mean that it's, like, it's uh, kind of shaped like, you know, like, it's all the water's on top and then it just pours off the sides. But it's still kind of, like, it's still thick and, and, and dense and, and, and girthy. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> A girthy, girthy earth. Girthy earth. <laughs> Coming to Netflix, a new di- uh, nature documentary called Ooh, Girthy Earth. we should do it. Girthy earth. Yeah. The, the truth about the flat earth. But no, I mean, I, yeah, I just think that conspiracy theories now are just not that interesting or not, they're, they're reaching for so much and, it, and it, none of them, there's no consistency. So that's why I'm just like, I'm confused. But there's no consistency in anything. Any of the arguments that people are making right now are such tunnel vision arguments that they ignore like 90% of the rest of like 
that person's supposed worldview. Like, for example, if you're someone who says, like, oh, we shouldn't listen to any doctors except these 12, these 12 doctors that all say this one strange oh, no. fact that disagrees on... with the other 99% of doctors. These new doctors. Yeah. And, I mean, you you already know how my Facebook is because, you know, I got a lot of breakers with people and stuff, you know. And, you know, maybe their education was different. I'm not going to say they didn't have any education. I'm not going to say they're stupid. I'm not going to say that they buy into a lot of different things because they really didn't, you know, venture out beyond the oil fields. But I will say that their that education was... That sounds like was, a plot in Discworld. <laughs> I will <laughs> say that their, their education was different. It, 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 it went to a halt at a different point in time than mine did. Uh, so they are privy to pushing out this information that's a little fucked up. And one well, of these doctors... Because it feels like I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a this is a proven thing, in with conspiracy theories like and why people like get attached to them. And it's because like it makes you feel like you have some sort of like information that other people don't. And it gives you this kind of like mindset where it's like, oh, aha, see, I know something that nobody else knows. Therefore, I have a little bit more power, and I'm a little bit more smart, a little more savvy than these other people. Like y'all are just sheep. You are asleep. Even though you're telling me to be awake about COVID-19 and how masks are problematic, but at the same time, being asleep to 90% of the rest of the issues in the world that you want to just ignore because you just want to go to the beach. But, you know, we're the sheep because we aren't buying into this whole mask as a, you know, violation of your civil rights thing. Why are so many of these analogies so focused on, like, whether you're asleep or not? It's like... Oh, you're asleep. No, you're woke. No, you're like a lot of these motherfuckers. I want to. I want to be honest with you. You are neither. You are probably you are sleepwalking right now. You think <laughs> that you are woke. You think that you're out there protesting and you're fucking saving the world. I hate to break it to you. You're like in a sleep paralysis state <laughs> where you think you're you're actually doing something amazing, but your ass is not completely woke. But all these analogies don't make sense to me when people keep calling everybody sheeple and stuff. I'm like. I mean, sheep were doing just fine until humans came along and like tried to rile them up and put them in like and corral them and shit like that. Like they were, they can just thrive and just eat the grass and then die. So that's such a weak analogy. Like maybe they should call everybody like tadpoles or something. I don't know. (laughs) Why tadpoles? I don't because I feel like tadpoles have like a shittier uh, outcome. Like they they can't survive as well. They become frogs. Well, yeah, they become frogs, and then like, then what happens? Like, they well, can choose to like stay in the water or not stay in the water. If you listen to famed conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, oh yes, <laughs> we know what happens to frogs. Yes, the water turned the frogs gay. But Alex Jones, I don't know if he got. I don't. I think he got deleted. He didn't even get canceled. He got completely deleted. Like they control all deleted his ass. Like when we edit this episode, we should just bleep out his actual name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just dude. Like, yeah. That was where his, where his, whatever he, he shall not be named now. Should we start a new conspiracy on this podcast? Yes. Okay, we'll have to think of it throughout the episode. Yes, we'll, we'll have to think of one. Once we're once we start connecting the dots to all these like different threads that everyone's been talking. about. I mean, about, I could already think of one on top of my head. Go for it. That I'm not actually black, and you're actually the black person, and I'm the white person. But see, this is just like the flat Earth conspiracy. What does it prove? 
it who proves, benefits? It proves that we're trying to manipulate everybody. This whole time, I'm just a white guy with black skin. <laughs> wow. No, that's that, that just triggered me. I just triggered myself by saying that. Well, because isn't there a woman in Sweden who is... What? That woman that we were looking at last night. The, the woman that is... Oh, I don't black. even know her name. The one that like got her skin like permanently made black. Yeah, yeah she has really large uh, um, artificial breasts. Is that the like? Because um, she wants to be a model, right? Is that the thing? I don't know what she wants to be. She wants to be black, I think. But like, yeah, she has permanent black face on, on her whole body. It's like Rachel Dolezal, but like but worse. Well, if you remember correctly, we did actually have have a conspiracy theory about you not being black earlier in the couple episodes ago. We did? Yeah, but we don't need to get into that right now. See, now I mean, we're now we're planting seeds and of doubt in people's oh minds. Oh my god. Now we're, yes, think about it. Go back to that old episode and be like, yeah. "Wait, is revisit episode black? 2." That's all I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Damn. See, there we go. Conspiracy theory. But what else do you have for me? Do you have any any other interesting things? Because you get on like Reddit and our conspiracy, so like you kind of are privy. These these doctors, these five is it five doctors, six doctors? Uh, yeah, I don't know, half dozen I saw at least, maybe more. Shit's out of control. They got they got on their fucking party works doctor coats, lab coats, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh my god, they're real doctors. I'm like, they got that from Party City. I got one of them motherfucking lab coats. They ain't no really ass doctor. <laughs> Give me did, that bullshit. Didn't we have lab coats in biology class? Yeah. And then, whatever. Like, that doesn't look... It re- reminds me when Trump stood in front of the church with the Bible in his hand. Yeah, like, holding like, it like he's never held one before. Like, he's just throwing it up like a yeah. CD-ROM. Look I at don't that immediately guy. Make, think he's a messiah now because he did that. Like, if just because I see seven doctors stand in front of some Capitol building somewhere, whatever they were, and be like coronavirus is a hoax or whatever they're saying. I don't know. They can cure it. I I didn't even look at what the video really was. I just already knew I wasn't into it. But see, when you when you admit to that, Mike, you're basically discrediting yourself in the eyes of these folks. Because it's like, well, he didn't even watch the video. I watched enough. Well, I watched enough to know that the one doctor that they singled out is a black woman. And that's, that, that's now the enemy of the people. She, she's yeah, the she's the one it. that we got to completely discredit. Yeah. Not all 9, 10, 12 of these motherfuckers ever stand out here. Just this one black lady with the, who needed some serious hair grease. <laughs> you can't laugh and say nothing to that. I'm but I'm silent as the grave over I here. was looking at her hair. I was like, damn. She tried to put a little headband on to like keep that shit to kink back. But I was like, nah, baby. I ain't going to take no coronavirus cure from your ass because you ain't cured them naps in your head. <laughs> You need to fix that motherfucking weed first, and then you can come talk to me about a coronavirus cure. I'll be real. There's the tea right there. And that's the whole tea. That's the whole store, the whole aisle of tea. You you had, like, the jug of tea on the table, and you just slapped it off. I slapped that shit and knocked it on the ground. Yeah, she's going to try to tell me, oh, I I had 350 patients, and, like, they were all cured, and they all did really well. I actually didn't watch the video. See, I'm a liar. Mm. Um, And then she, yeah, and everybody's saying, like, all the people who want to believe these conspiracy theories believe her. And I'm like, that's cool, but why? What makes these doctors any more credible than any of the other doctors? Well, what was it? We, we read something right before we got on here where someone said, if you want to know what is, you know, true on social media, look at what gets 
what was it? What gets banned on Facebook? What gets blocked on YouTube? Oh, yeah. What gets taken down off Twitter or fact checked on Twitter? Yeah, this that not that constitutes what the truth is. If if all social media deletes it, then it must be true. Like that's just such a open ended argument that just doesn't really like. First of all, how am I going to see it if it's not on social media? There's your first. There's your first problem. Well, because yeah. people post screenshots of screenshots that they got. Yeah. They you know, from another credible source like a blog. It's yeah. It's just I'm just tired. It's because sometimes like the the, the real fact is, is a lot of people don't want to admit as being people who have some kind of connection to the entertainment industry, whether through writing and media and stuff like that, we can kind of understand the process of what it takes to create a blog piece, what it takes to create a news article, uh, a short film, a YouTube, a video, all these things like we understand that anyone can really make them. At the end of the day, anybody can start start their own publication and and put information out there. And it could look very fucking professional. Just because the website got some fucking cool ass clip art on it and a cool logo doesn't mean like oh they're credible but we have a good community of united states in the world who aren't all that interested in you know in audiovisual uh materials in entertainment and media so when they they can see something like oh my gosh this blog this is legitimate because look it's on here it's a whole article written by an author and it has like it has bold letters on it and it has citations so it's it's real like, it's hard for them probably to differentiate what is a, a, a legitimate source and what's not. Because to them, it, it holds the same weight as, like, being in the library and seeing a bunch of textbooks. But, you know, we we know that it's a lot, you can put a lot of BS out there. Yeah. It can be a lot of opinion that, that is really disguised as fact. Point in case, I mean, we have a professional-sounding podcast. And yeah. We just do it out of our house, you know? I make this shit. Yeah. I don't know nothing about this. And there's nobody, there's no professional fucking person. There's no, like, no guy over here named, like, Steve. Like, hey, Steve, could you, like, add the fucking music to the beginning and, like, edit and cut out these parts? That's my black ass doing all of that. Yeah, we're not, we're not sitting in a studio somewhere, you know, that's paid for by, you know, some we big company. We sit in the damn kitchen. <laughs> we're, we're over the I'm sink not, right I'm gonna now. I'm going to be straight up real. Like, what the fuck? I mean, we're not sitting in the kitchen. We're sitting in, like, the breakfast nook, but whatever. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, so we have a nice ass house. I feel like it's just a lot of, and this is kind of our problem with it, is it's just a lot of drinking of the Kool-Aid, you know? Like, people just buying into something just because somebody who they perceive as believing what they believe has posted it. So I think ultimately at the end of the day, a lot of the people who are posting these memes with these conspiracies, they don't actually care about these issues. They don't actually have a really strong opinion on a lot of these issues. What they're doing is they're, they're getting it from a source, and then they're being like, oh, that, that checks out with me. That's different than what I've been hearing that's been annoying me this whole time. So therefore, this is my stance now. And that comes from the top down from whatever your political affiliation or, or your, just, your media consumption comes from. Don't you think? Damn, that's like, it's the conversations you literally have at like a house party when everybody like is kind of dying down and you're still drinking hot ass beers and like someone's passing around a joint and like you guys start rambling and be like, oh my God, you know, like this one time it's so fucking crazy. Like the lights, when I was driving down the street, they all turned green at the same time. So it was like aliens took it. It's like, you know, it's not a conversation you need to be having in public on a public forum. It's just, you're with your friends and you're lightweight fucked up. 
But right now, the way social media has made it's like now we can have all of these conversations all the all the time. And I think maybe the part of the reason why it's so crazy right now is because we don't have these house parties to unload all of this stuff at. We can't go talk to our <laughs> friends. Like, this is the way that we communicate with each other, just screaming into the void. Yeah, quarantine has definitely played a huge role in the intensity of the crazy. Yeah. Because now, you know, the the Karens and the moms and the and the conspiracy Basement truthers. Basement truthers. Is that a legitimate term? It is now. It is now. But yeah, those basement truthers, yeah, whoever, you know, QAnon, all these different types of what I don't even want to get into, like, they're just at an all-time high because they're just at the computer all day. Like, what else is there to do? Yeah. Yeah, I read something today that someone was like, "Stay, like, you can care about coronavirus and catching pedophiles at the same time. And then someone's like, how do you do that? And he's like, stay at home, call out pedophiles on the internet. so there's like this intersection now of like there's like the people who are like trying to call bs on like COVID 19 or 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 like be like no this is actually a real legitimate health crisis but at the same time we still have to fight these pedophiles in hollywood and like you know unearth like and they're just in hollywood yeah like jeff jeffrey epstein's black book you know it has names from all sorts of places like all over the world just hollywood apparently Pitch, please. We know we getting damn well noticed. Whole world got some mess going on. Yeah. We don't International need to business. get in it. Like, I mean, there's little, like, it's historical. Do we not remember that most of these, like, kings and queens and, like, <laughs> like rulers and leaders and, and shit and Cleopatra's and all that, they were not, like, 35 when they took, when they became leaders. Yeah. Or when they were sexualized. Stop it. Y'all know the history. It's a hot-ass mess. The whole world got a lot to, lot to fix, and it's going to take some time. But... I think one thing that, like, the core of what this conspiracy theories really frustrate me with is that we, we as humans, especially in America, I'm noticing, we have this problem with thinking on a binary. Yeah. And everything has to be truth or false, right or wrong, red or blue, black or white. There is no, for some reason, for everyone, there is no gray area. Everyone's like, nope. One, it has to be what it is or it isn't. And I'm like, that's not how the world works. It's not. Everyone forgets that there is a time, like I I use the the, the time of day as an analogy. There is a time of day twice when it's not just nighttime and not just daytime. There There is dusk and there is dawn as well. So like, you know, it's not the peak of the day or it's not the peak of the night. So like there's an in between where it's like technically it's like still nighttime but morning but and the sun is kind of still out and the moon is kind of present at the same you know moon visible yeah. they, they 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 coexist at the same time so the, every I I like to hold my beliefs that way as well like it's not just night or day there is there is different times of day there's twelve hours of the day it's like it can change it can fluctuate it can be you know. Uh, more than just yes or no. It might be a maybe or mm, yes if or a no, but you know, like there's there's a lot more to conversations and, and ideals and values than just being one way or the other. And for some reason, we as human beings have to be like, nope, you either support Black Lives Matter or you don't support Black Lives Matter, which means you hate all black people, wish they were dead, and you want to be a cop, and you think aliens are real. And it's like, what? Damn. Wait, what the, how did the aliens? I don't know. Out? You know they be throwing. They got to throw some weird shit in there every now and then. True. But yeah, it's just one thing or the other. Oh. 
I think one thing that has been frustrating me that's part of this is is the what we're getting now is a lot of the conflict of identities that people hold or or belief systems that people hold where it's like like because so much of of what is being asked of people is stretching them a lot by these binary systems like for example if you're a republican and Donald Trump is the leader of the, you know the de facto leader of your party and now all of a sudden you have to just agree with everything he says because everyone below him has to agree with everything he says or they get fired. So now you as a Republican, you know, have to agree with everything that Donald Trump says because not only is that what he demands of the people below him, it's also what, you know, you're also, you know, tired of hearing, oh, he's the worst on the, on the left, like all the time, right, from them. So it's like, okay, well, the people that annoy me hate him, so maybe I, I should like him. And agree with everything that he says. But the things that he says, he doesn't even, like, think or believe. He just says. He just, like, throws it out, like, what we just heard, right? Yeah, whatever the fuck he just said. Yeah. It's about, it's going to be the best eight weeks of the eight weeks of ever eight, eight weeks. Yeah, like, it was very, <laughs> it was nuts. And it's but, not like it's coming from anywhere, like, really that important to him. He's just speaking because he just has a microphone in front of him. And, and now, all of a sudden, you're being asked to back that up every second of every day. And you're just it's stretching your, you know, mentality. And on the left, and because of the way that social media works, is whatever the dominant, you know, thought is, like, now all of a sudden, like, everyone has to agree with that and get in line, or they're getting canceled on Twitter all the time. No, I'm not saying that the people who aren't getting canceled on Twitter are, like, don't deserve it. A lot of times they do. But, like, that is asking a lot of you, too, where it's like, we're going to stretch this even more further, or you're a cop. Like, like, like people call Kamala Harris a cop and like, we're just dishing on her and bashing on her, even though she's a black woman, even though she had some progressive ideas, even though that she was a candidate to be the United States, uh, president of the United States and might very well be the VP, people still like hate her for a lot of this stuff. Well, they like hold her to a higher standard for some reason. Yeah. She can't do the same things or even 20% of the same things that someone like Joe Biden does. When he does it, he's like, oh, that's Barack Obama's buddy, and then he gets to run for president. But if she does it, it's like, how dare she? She's an evil woman. She's only just, she's so political. She's only thinking about politics, and she's only thinking about presidency. What? Aren't they all? Isn't the whole reason why they're all doing this? Like, it's just, it even reminds me of the whole, uh, the seven, whatever, 12 doctors or whatever it was yeah. that are talking about the, the weird cure and shit. We had all them up there, but then for some reason, everything I see that's that's denouncing them is all focused on that one black female doctor. Right. And it's about, like, how she thinks that, you know, demon semen apparently can, like, cure, or what is it, causes ovarian cysts or something? Yeah, if you dream a demon or You dream of demons, you, you get, get a you cyst. Get a cyst. I'm like, oh, my God. That is, yeah. Oh, well, the shit. Which, obviously, that's a sensational and... and not sound like argument for anything. She might be right, but, <laughs> but we'll never know. But yeah. the thing is, yeah, it's like, but we're focusing on her. I'm like, she's not the only quack in that group. I'm pretty sure you could look at the re- uh, the history of all of those people that were standing up there. You can find some weird shit in their history in, the, in their Wikipedia page. But there's such a mistrust now of just the establishment and the doctors because of four years of this and just like, obviously, a lot of bad faith, um, 
you know, decision-making on behalf of the establishment, like think about, I don't know, uh, systemic racism as for starters that this was all built on. Yeah. So like, you know that they don't have everyone's best interests in the first place, but then, um, best interests at heart in the first place. But then now there's, you know, all of this anti-establishment stuff that's been going on because obviously they only care about a certain portion of the, the, um, American people, which is the people who can pay for their, um, campaigns. Right. So there's such a such a distrust of the establishment that now we're questioning every single doctor except the maybe five doctors that have something to say that's like different than that. Or like that sounds like, you know, like, oh, that backs up maybe something that I've heard that I believe, you know, I'm going to listen to that one person and that the 99 other doctors that are, you know, still trying to save lives and keep people safe are now. What? They're just they're they're actually trying to kill people. Why? I guess because I don't know. They have some hidden agenda. What is the agenda? Is what I want to know. They just want to kill people or vaccinate them or put microchips up everyone's nose. Yeah, I don't know. Probably has something to do with Bill Gates and Bill Gates got money in some company and he wants there he wants to kill half of the population or something. Some weird Thanos theory. And it's like maybe we might be the fucking people on the on the fringe who are like. You know, in, in the actual world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's probably people like, oh my god, did you hear the other day the Avengers were trying to tell us that, like, Thanos is going to come with these fucking Infinity Stones and snap and, and like, kill us all. That's so dumb. And then the motherfucker came and he, and he snapped and <laughs> everybody went away. And they're like, oh my god, it was real. So, like, maybe. We maybe we might be those people that are stupid. But also, not. <laughs> in the same world that, like, we can literally like someone uh, Donald Trump could drop a a pin on the floor on accident and that shit will be trending on the internet like in a matter in a matter of seconds. So if we have if we can receive information that fast and even when people try to delete stuff and try to hide their tweets and stuff like that, it still comes out. Like in that same world, I don't think some of these conspiracy theories could actually last or be real because we would have caught we would have caught them in a lie already. Well, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that contradict one another. It's like, who's actually the secret cabal that's running the world? If there is one, it's, it's more people than you think. It or seems like it's everybody. Yeah, and it's the wrong ones. You're pointing at the wrong people. I think it's everybody with more money than you. With everybody with a ton of money like is like running the world because yeah. they're the ones with all the money and the power. And I can speak for myself like... The reason I started getting into conspiracies, at least like yeah, you're like you're like this is I I'm, I was even hesitant to like start this conversation because I was like he's about to go in it like he's about to pull out the note cards and the flashcards. Like, <laughs> I won't pull up my like pages and pages and of spreadsheets, but oh my um, god, I started getting into it because of you know what happened in 2016 in the election of Donald Trump. It threw everyone on a fucking like tailspin, right? Like everyone like either you're like. You, you've your hero won the election or you're like does anything matter anymore and so i was one of the does anything matter anymore people i now all of a sudden start doing all these connections of putting things together reading articles of like wait what's going on with this whole Mueller russia investigation and part of why i was really into that was because i felt powerless to stop what seemed to me like a really bad idea and cut to four years later i think i was right about that but 
Um, I just needed something in my life that I felt like I could control and put together and, and, you know, piece, put the pieces together and start to really draw the connections and be like, holy crap, like there's something going on here that's bigger than us. You did all of that just to like come to the conclusion that some politicians and people, rich people are shady. And I'm like, no, we know. I, yeah. And I, of course I obviously knew that I've been paying attention to that for a while now, but it was one of those things where it's like. Well, I don't know how to stop the shadiness. So my version of that is let me go online to a forum and, you know, read articles and pin them and like want to put all this information together and synthesize it in a way that like, like I can be like, oh, this is actually true and makes sense. Yeah, maybe some of it came from like shady sources, maybe not. But like there's a lot of information out there where if you start connecting dots, like and you have that mentality where you're saying like, like, oh, I have a theory in my head. I have a hypothesis, and I'm gonna just cherry pick information to prove that it's true. You're gonna find. You're gonna find it. Well, how, it's ever, huge. What can someone say that about the things that you found out? Can they say that you're only searching for certain particular things? And I'm saying that about all of the things that I personally search for, which is how I know that it's true about a lot of these other people. Because I have the recognition to to understand that. Like literally, like you go to the library and you only go to the section that you want to go to to find your research from authors that you like. And well, don't like, we always do that with this everything is the else? Facts. Like <laughs> you're like, I'm not gonna read anything by the I'm not gonna read anything where someone else refutes them or someone them ch- challenges them. I'm only gonna read what they said because I like them. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people do. And I think that's what a lot of people do when they talk or what they're talking about when they say the the media is biased. But it's like you don't you don't think that that applies to the media that you consume as well? Like you don't think that the media that you like that you intake is also biased? Or it's just not, or you're just saying it's biased against me. It's, uh, I, yeah. I think that at some point you have to be willing to call out the side that you also support. And people are not doing that. Like, if you have these huge viewpoints about Democrats being part of this huge conspiracy and they're, you know, there's pedophiles and there's money corruption and there is uh, exploitation of certain social issues. You can be like, cool, that is true. But then you also have to look at your Republican side, your conservative side and say, now, how are they also involved? But no one challenges the side that they're on. Everyone is challenging always the other side. And it doesn't make any sense to me because if you... If you are at a, like, I'm using elementary school as an analogy. If you're at an elementary school and you, and you as a little kid, you know, you go and you, you're like Lindsay Lohan back in the fucking Disney Channel movie days. And you're trying to do, investigate and sleuth and figure out some shit. You're fucking Harriet the Spy. And you find out that uh, a teacher in the fifth grade class is selling drugs and she's a drug dealer. And she's, but she's a teacher you hate. And you're like, oh, so all the teachers I hate must also be drug dealers. So then you go and you seek out all, you look for all the teachers that you don't like. And you only find, you only investigate them. And you're like, I found out four more teachers I hate are drug dealers. And then you stop there. You're like, case off, done. The other teachers you like, you didn't investigate them. You don't know what they do because you like them. You just let them go by. 
Well, that doesn't mean that they're not also, there could have probably been like four or five of them that are also drug dealers. This could have been a whole, the whole school could have been a drug ring. The principal, the superintendent, everybody could be involved. But you only investigated the people you don't like and you only focus on them because you don't like them. And then now you think you're done. No, you have to be willing to challenge the things that you like and the people that you ride with to be a true ally, to be someone that's truly trying to call people out, to be someone that's truly trying to seek out the truth. And I have yet to see that. I just see these people on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And if they're a conservative Republican, they only look, they're only investigating liberal people and hate them and say they're all lying. If you're a liberal Democrat, progressive, bleeding heart, snowflake, or whatever they want to call you, then they're only looking at conservative people and saying they're all racist and 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 money hungry and hate the world. And it's like, y'all both look crazy right now because you're only calling out the other side. You look, you're, you're looking very much like a very weak ass storyline from a TV show or, you know, some kind of Game of Thrones season seven shit. To keep with your like um, example about the drug dealers in school, yeah, the drug either in you're school. against drug dealers in school or you're just against, you know, English teachers, or you're just like, you know, to bring it back to the real world, either you're against pedophiles like Jeffrey Epstein and his whole island. Yeah. I just wasn't trying to get too involved with the actual terms because I ain't trying to get anybody, you know. What, triggered or whatever? (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to trigger anybody, but yeah. No, yeah, but you could either. either Either you're against drug dealers or you're only against your enemies. And if you're like, either you're against all, all of this evil that's going on in the world or you're only against Democrats. You're only against Republicans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Call out, call out the whole establishment. Why or are we calling out parts and pieces of it? Or you're not really you about it. Or you're not really about it. Like if you don't know that Bill Clinton and Donald Trump hung out with Jeffrey Epstein, and you don't call out both of those people, guess what? You don't actually want the truth. You just want a cookie, you know, cotton candy flavored truth. Yeah, call them like uh, it's it's gonna hurt and it's gonna suck, but call them both out. I'd be okay with having to call them both out. Like if we're gonna go down and create a list of all the companies that we should not support anymore, don't just only list the ones that you don't like. Yep, you better put all of them on there because I promise I, I hate to tell you liberal people there might be a couple of places you shop or eat at your little vegan restaurant or something like that that might get donations from Republican can. Uh, Republican affiliated businesses, they might get, you know, they might support uh, groups that are anti LGBT. Like, there might be some, there might be things that you actually like that are also on that list, but we don't, we, we try to refrain and we try our best to avoid doing that. Yeah. We don't want, the, we don't want our precious little darlings to be killed. Yeah. And that's one thing that we as writers know is <laughs> one of rule number one. Is yes. Always kill your darlings. Kill your darlings. All of them. <laughs> Which, you know, if you don't know writer terms, Obviously, that's just like when you write something that's like super like fluffy and like thinks sounds really good. Yeah. It's it. like a paragraph or a sentence or something. You're like, no, this is, this tells the whole story right here. So you literally keep, write all your rewrites around that. And so it keeps your, your story will never get better because you have this one crutch that you keep trying to keep in there yeah you're so like, I just really character. love this line that i wrote so i'm gonna move mountains around this line it's actually pretty applicable to you know plot lines that you have in your head about like the world issues you're like well i have this one plot in my head that it's only democrats that are part of the leftist evil pedophile cabal so you're gonna move mountains around logic to avoid admitting that anyone that you like is actually involved in it yeah no one else 
Yeah. Uh, there's, I actually have a quote from uh, Our Conspiracy, fun fact, um, which oh I don't gosh. go on Our Conspiracy. I have other I don't channels. even like mess with Reddit like that for this reason. Because Reddit <laughs> just sounds scary to me. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, not great. It, it's like Facebook on crack. It is. It's like because like no one knows you, so you just say whatever you want. But I thought this is applicable and not a crazy person who said this, so you tell me. Um, something I learned from the HBO show The Wire you have to look at cr- uh, any crime scene with soft eyes, meaning A, don't go into something wanting to prove something, B, are open to noticing things that contradict previous findings, bias, or hasty personal conclusions. If you can deal with that, and it's hard for some who simply want to rush to judgment and be right about something, it's tempting to get lost in the weeds. Keep an open mind, even if it leads to pleasurable debunking or plausible debunking in the future. I don't know what pleasurable debunking is. That sounds weird. Um, many stop with an answer before it's appropriate to have one. Continue being curious. That was like some regular person just had these rules. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like obviously they got it from the TV show The Wire, but yeah. Yeah. See, but that, see, it comes from The Wire. To just say, like, I think black people have, like we have a different way. I, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm gonna like think that there's a good amount of black people that also feel this way like we have different types of conspiracies and how we operate with our conspiracies is kind of depressing because i think everyone knows that most of them are true it's just that we don't have the power to prove it like at some point in time in some in some circles violence against black people by cops and police brutality is considered a conspiracy theory Black Lives Matter is considered a co-conspiracy. Racism is considered conspiracy. But yeah. we know those things are fucking facts. It's like, but everyone, you know, if it doesn't apply to everyone, they're like, well, it's not a real, it's not a big deal. Yeah, and well, I think that's the biggest fuck? issue is that if you, if, you can't, if you can't see it as applying to you directly, like if I don't see racism as applying to me, Grant, a white man, then I guess it, I don't believe it exists because it doesn't affect me. That's so weird, though. There's a lot of things that's going to happen to other people that doesn't affect me. It doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah, that that's a level of delusion. I can understand if you don't care about it because it doesn't affect you. That's fucked up. But that's like how we work as people. You know, we we have to we have to be informed about things that we need to care about. But not being able to you know believe it's true. That's just another liar. That that at some point you're blocking it off from your you because it's too hurtful and you're like i can't believe that because it affects me personally um or you just you don't want to believe it because then you have to change your behavior and yeah it's just oh it's so ridiculous i feel like at some point there has to be some some big conspiracy theories are going to get debunked very soon and we're gonna everything's gonna shift and i feel like a lot of them are gonna have to do with our current political situation are and you know some people in power are about to just things are about to get exposed and it might not be that bad it might be just enough for them to step down or it'd be like a regime change but i think as more people of color and women start to fall into positions that they normally weren't in to begin with the the conversations are definitely going to change in the whole makeup of everything yeah i think definitely this uh i think what this makes me want to get into next is kind of like this idea of street code um, and not just street code, but just how certain communities operate and think. And it makes me think of a particular movie that also has a very uh, 
unique title because it revolves around <laughs> what we're talking about drinking the Kool-Aid. The movie is called Juice. Yes, Juice, which was directed by Ernest Dickerson. Um, he's actually the cinematographer of all of Spike Lee's first movies. Pretty much every single major one, like Malcolm X and Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues. Mo Better Blues and Spike Lee? I think School it, Days, definitely. School Days. Yeah. Like, yeah, any of those movies that you could think of. He directed a lot of TV shows like The Wire, Dexter, Walking Dead, all that stuff. Yeah, so Bunch he did of stuff TV we haven't even movies. Seen. He's very credible, but this movie is kind of like this thing in early 90s, so. Yeah. It stars uh, Omar Epps. And, and we know Omar Epps is like a staple of black cinema. Yep. And another staple of just black culture in general is Tupac Shakur. Yes, Mr. Tupac Shakur, who is fucking amazing. Like, I, I think everybody just thinks of him as like this, the, like, not the general public thinks of him as just this thug rapper who's like, you know, oh, fuck bitches, duh, 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 all this derogatory bullshit. But it's like, nope. He actually was a thespian, and he was a very good actor. And he Wait, do you think Tupac in? was a theater kid? He 100% was a theater kid. Wow, that's cool. Yes. Like, and that, that, that's why he's, like, he's a role model for, my, for me. Not, not for all the things that he did, but, like, I mean, I have my nose pierced in the same place he did. I was, I, he was the one person that, like, I did the, like, angsty teen thing where I was like, I want something that my favorite celebrity has. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got my nose pierced because Tupac got his nose pierced. But, yeah, so he's in this movie with Omar Epps, uh, two other gentlemen who are very good actors as well, kind of more so in the in the 90s and stuff like that, but they're still around. Um, and this, in this movie, it's like four friends who all kind of grow up in the ghetto uh, and inner city, and they're like, they're dealing with like, you know, gangs and being tormented and bullied and stuff like that. And basically gets to the point where Tupac can't take enough. His character can't take enough. He wants to like set uh, an example to like the, the store clerk that's rude to them, to this uh, Puerto Rican gang that's rude to them, and, you know, to the streets because the streets don't give a fuck about them. But Omar Epps' character has a different idea. He he uh, wants to be a DJ and like, compete in DJ competitions and like better himself and get up out the hood. But both of them have this this idea of of what their limitations are based on where they come from and who they are, and both the, and it it kind of reminds me. I guess there is this like street code whole idea and like getting the juice and who's the coolest guy. But then there's also this idea of kind of drinking the Kool Aid and like believing that the world designed for you by the problematic people in power is the only world that you have access to. And that's kind of what happens to Tupac's character. He thinks, like, this is the way it is. Cops are going to always mistreat us. People are going to always treat us like shit. Everybody hates us. So, therefore, I got to become, like, an aggressive, uh, you know, violent retaliator who just who doesn't give a fuck about the rules. When it's like, no, there's other ways to, to fight back. Right. And Q is kind of in opposition to that because his version is, you know, I'm going to make something of myself. I'm Q gonna... is Omar Epps. Yeah, yeah. Um, he... He you know, wants to make something himself and, and, and get out of that situation to, by doing something that he loves, and, you know, DJing and making music and stuff like that. Um, not to say that he doesn't still face the same problems that, you know, Tupac's character Bishop faces, but he just, they, they, just are, they just are two sides of the coin. Where one is, I want to, you know, I want to fight back, and the other is, I want to rise above, I feel like. 
And what and what's so interesting about this movie is that they both feel like they have a certain obligation to the identity that they are. You know, to like young black men growing up in the inner city, they have a responsibility to that community, to that identity. And that's what clashes. That's what causes Bishop, Tupac's character, to do the crazy shit that he does throughout the movie without spoiling it. And that's what makes Q, um, Omar Epps' character, be obligated to go along with some of the things that Tupac wants him to do. That's right. And that's what makes him, and that, so like, it's like everyone feels this crazy obligation. I have to say things a certain way. I have to do things a certain way because I'm a black man who grew up in the inner city. This is the way it has to be. It like, you know, it's, it, to me, it's reminding us about what we were talking about previously with conspiracy theories and stuff like that and, and kind of riding along with your group, like your Republican group or your Democratic group, even if you don't completely agree because you feel this weird obligation. You're yeah, like, there's so much obligation, especially in a binary system where the tents are so big. You know, so many different people identify as Republican, so many different people identify as Democrat. There's so many different ideas inside of that. But when one narrative gets hold and everyone who's who identifies the same as you is pushing it, it do you feel like it's like going it's like going against the mold? I mean, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, and you but you have to be okay with going like with breaking the mold or going against it. You have to like you it's not real. It's not like that that world that world that you think that's been designed for you and there's nothing you can do to change it. Like this is the world my mom and dad built for me and my family built for me and this is the only this is the end all be all. That is not true. It's it's ever changing. Look at look at our world. Like I don't I don't want to get all fucking like hippie, you know. I've been living in Silver Lake area for a while now. I have some crystals and shit. Now I think I'm <laughs> you know enlightened. But you have to you have to look at how the world operates. The world, the earth is continually changing. Whether it's us destroying it and <laughs> and ruining the planet, there's, there's that. But Maybe. There's, yeah, that's happening. But there's also an evolution of constant things changing. The weather is constantly changing. Climates are changing. Mountains are moving and volcanoes are erupting and rivers and oceans are, you know, tides are rising and pulling back and new animals are being discovered and, and you know, there's like there's so Old much. Old animals are dying out. Our, our animals are dying out that we thought were going to be around forever. And it's it's that constant changing. I, should, I see my life as the same way. Like, I had all these plans. When I was like, you know, six years old, eight years old, nine years old, 15, 20, I had plans every step of the, every step of the way. But after a certain point, I realized, oh, wait, that's not going to actually play out the way I wanted to. I, you know, everybody, I wanted to go to fucking college uh, right out of high school at 17 years old and go to a university and graduate uh, in four years and then be done with my degree and be like, oh, I'm working a normal job like my mom and dad. And like, look at me. And then I get married at 22 or something, 23, and then have some kids and live in a fucking white picket fence, you know, and deal with systemic racism in a nice, beautiful way. I thought that was going to happen. But no, it didn't happen that way. I ended up going to community college. Uh, and then I went to university when I was already in my 20s. And then, you know, I'm, now I'm like in Los Angeles doing all kinds of crazy ass shit, you know, trying to live the starving artist's life. And I didn't think it was going to happen that way. But it's, it's where I am now. But there were there were things that I had planned when I was younger, like being a writer and creating certain stories or meeting certain people or being involved with music and film in, a, in some way. That that was something that stuck around me when I was little, and that that is still true today. So like you have to understand that you can have your values and stuff like that, but the the way it's gonna play out 
isn't going to be necessarily the same. It's gonna it's gonna be ever changing and evolving. So for me, it wasn't it wasn't so much a negative experience I was trying to escape from. It was it was a, const- a conservative constructive constructive con- experience that I was trying to trying to aspire to. But I realized it ended up being way more loose and liberal than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be this cut and dry conservative experience, but it ended up turning to be this very loose. Uh, a way of college and education and moving and learning who I was. So the same token, if you grow up in some inner city or you grow up, I don't know, in, in a rural tr- suburb, maybe. In a, yeah, in a, in a suburb or something like that, with a religious, uh, religiously conservative white family. Like it doesn't mean you're gonna grow up and be just like them. You don't know what's gonna truly happen. You can, you kind of shape the world you're gonna live in. So with these characters like Q. And Bishop from from Juice, they they both felt like they had no choice. Like the story was already written for me. Like the last chapter's already written for me. So I could either fucking have, you know, five or six chapters in between, or I could speed this motherfucker up and just end it all right now and do something crazy. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not the, that's not how it works. The last chapters are not written. You might have some characters. You might you might have a setting. You might have some you know origin story and all that stuff like we talk about. Yeah. But the whole book is not written. You you are writing it. Like I'm I'm creating it. Something that people forget about when they're writing um, shows is that the 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 or you know shows movies TVs books <laughs> writing TVs. I don't know what I'm saying. But to get to my point, when you're writing any story, the 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 key fuel of that story is that what the character decides to do. It's the choices that we make. It's the decisions. And and sometimes we think of plot as just something that happens to the characters. This happens, then this happens. But the plot is should really be, what does this character do with the circumstances that they're put in? What do they choose to do? That is the engine of stories. That is the engines of our life. If you believe that we have free will to choose to decide to do things... That's that's basically what we're talking about here. It's like if you think you have a pre-written story that you have to fall into, like of course you're going to make decisions that fall into this binary. But like our identities are not like that simple. Like you could be right now you could be a conservative person and you could be religious and so much of what's being asked of you of 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 like the Republican party and all this is kind of counter to what your faith tells you. If you really believe what you believe, and yeah. now you're pulled in all these different directions. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. You know? That's why you write it. Stop trying to, like, like you can use all these different books as, like, jumping off points and, and, and sources, but you have to create and write, write what your story is going to be. Don't let, don't let the whole entire Republican... Uh, platform be be how you live your life. Don't let the whole lib- uh, democratic platform be how you live your life. Because guess what? They're rewriting that shit as they go. They shit. If they <laughs> even read the first part, yeah, they don't know what the hell they doing. In the 1950s, the conservative platform looks like crazy socialism today. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I said it's like, oh, stop it. And when we get to these conspiracy theories, those that's just people being afraid of of the book that they're reading or this this book that they're following they're trying to make their map their life out to be just like there there's some lies in it and they don't and they're like but the reason why yes that is true and that's true because like you shouldn't you shouldn't be following that anyway you should be kind of trying to create your own shit yeah like it's it's 
you're going to constantly keep running into conspiracy theories because you're going to be like, I don't trust this person. And you shouldn't because that, like, <laughs> that, that sounds so dark. Like, don't trust anybody. No, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't trust that everyone has your 100% best interest at heart because not everyone's not you. Everyone's not focusing on you. They're not, they're not sitting there trying to think about every step of the way of what you need in your life. Like, what can I do to make life, uh, Mike's life better right now yeah what can if, i do to make grants like if better i turn right on now? the tv and then all of a sudden nancy pelosi looked at the tv and she was like michael thompson i need to help you today i'd be like oh shit i need to listen to what nancy's saying i need to vote for her ass but she ain't <laughs> saying that she gotta she gotta take care of a whole she gotta be you know represent a whole bunch of people even donald trump's crazy ass gotta represent a whole bunch of people he gotta represent the whole united states he's not doing the best job that he could be doing at representing anyone but He's not focusing on me. Like, I know everybody, I know we all want to be special, and I know we all want, want to make, <laughs> think that everything's about us, and that's why we find these probably conspiracy theories, because we're like, this totally shakes up my world. And I'm like, a lot of things are going to shake up your fucking world, Cindy, or <laughs> Karen, or whatever your fucking name is, because you have a very basic fucking life. So, like, a lot of things are going to be crazy to you because all you do is, you know, buy Capri Suns and, and, and watch cartoons with your fucking kid before your kid and your husband go off to work. Sounds so nice. And you sit so at nice. home not doing shit. I wish that was my life right now. Yeah. Man, right? I mean, it kind of yeah. is my life right now. I ain't no Capri Suns, but definitely Well, just, maybe that's what I want. I just want a Capri Sun. Yeah, right? Every time I bring those up, I want one. But, yeah, yeah at the end of the day, like, it's just create your own freaking stories. And stop trying to rely on somebody else's bullshit and trying to find, you know, an easy way out. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want to think about what it, what it actually really is or what I need to do with my life. Let me just find some crazy theory that'll explain why I'm a piece of shit. Mm. No. Just, or explain why everyone I don't like is a piece of shit. Yeah, it explains why everyone I don't like is a piece of shit. Stop reaching for this bullshit. Like, it, it's, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, and I know that it's annoying when, like, you go to Instagram and you see, like, 20 people in your uh, feed posting the same, like, infographic about how Black Lives Matter, but just because you're the one person who you feel is annoyed by that doesn't mean that you need to write all of those people off, write that issue off, and then say, oh, you know what, I'm going to post this other thing that says, like, you're all sheeple. Because you you all believe the same, you know, biased media, liberal infographic agenda. Yeah. No. Like, what if it's just like, okay, I'm not going to post that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to opt out today. So yeah. It's cool, it's good for you guys, and I'm not going to be part of it. Yeah. I know that we sound a little feisty right now, but it's just because the way that we're consuming social media right now and, and sharing things is just, it's just off the rails. Yeah, there's so much like information that is being thrown everywhere and the speed that we're receiving it and even the method that we're receiving it, it's just getting more and more lazy and uh ridiculous than it than it has ever been before. But I can speak for myself. I'm gonna do everything in my power. I'm creating my story, I'm writing who my story, and I'm I, I'm in control in control of who I am. And so no matter what kind of conspiracy theory gets thrown on my left, what kind of crazy news story gets thrown on my right, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking forward. I got, I got what I need to do and what I want to do with my life and my family, and I'm going to try to pursue that. And, and it's going to only help and benefit people. I don't have the energy or time to try to hurt or take away from other people. So if, if anything that you're reading or you're thinking about or political party you're following, somewhere in those lines of communication or information you're receiving, if it talks about 
taking something away from someone or harming someone, maybe you should reevaluate what you're fucking following. Like, if you want to talk about a conspiracy theory, let's talk about the conspiracy theory of, like, the mistreatment of just human beings through any fucking facet of Because that's of a life. global conspiracy. It's a global fucking problem. So it's like, it's the blueprints are so easy. You don't need any news story or, or conspiracy theory to tell you treat people with respect, treat people with kindness. If we did all of that, you wouldn't have to worry about any of this shit. Like, huh. you wouldn't have to worry about any of these problems that we have. It's pretty fucking simple. But apparently hard to do. How can we, how can we get better, Mike? Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Take your ass back to bed. It's nap time. Man, lying ass. You ain't woke. <laughs> no, no sleepwalking today. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, or follow our podcast now. For more, check out blackmanrightworld.com and leave us a comment. But if you're more secretive about your shade, then email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Oh, why are you saying like that? I wanted to say something else. Well, I don't know. Say it then. <laughs>